Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. My name is Jennifer Apple, she, her, and this week I got to talk to a friend of mine, Stephanie Hogan, all about submitting to film festivals. And while we've had so many incredible guests on this podcast talk to us specifically about their short films and the films that they've created, we haven't really spent much time delving into the minutiae around submitting to film festivals and the film festival circuit. And that is therefore what we do on this episode. Stephanie really talks about the importance of clarifying one's intentions and goals around film festival submissions, the way in which one can network with an open mind, and budgeting one's finances in advance for submitting and attending events. We also get into the nitty gritty of using Film Freeway, how the process of creation can be incredibly empowering, and Stephanie also shares her own personal journey entering into this type of creating. Enjoy. Hi, Steph Hogan. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> so happy to be here, Jennifer. <laughs> Y'all, I've known Steph for, I'm, we're going to age ourselves here, but like 10 years at this point, right? Yeah. It was yeah. my first professional contract post-undergrad. I don't know what it was for, was it yeah. for you? Yeah, because yeah, I had just graduated like two months prior. <laughs> yeah, same. We did a production of Spring Awakening at the Crown Uptown Dinner Theater in Wichita, Kansas with some of the most incredible people. We did. Wow. The people were absolutely insane. And you never yeah. would have thought it in that tiny little yeah. sweet little love box of a dinner theater <laughs> yeah they came out of there I mean people are like swinging around doing all sorts of wild things it's just really you never would have known anyway hi hi <laughs> um for anybody who's <laughs> listening who are you today okay today uh today I am an actress performer singer I am an engaged woman. That's yes, a big part of my identity right now, I'd yes, say. Yes. <laughs> planning weddings and whatnot. Well, planning one one wedding, mine. And <laughs> um, what you're just like, I'm planning mine and I'm planning six others, and this is a side hustle. You, yeah. I would never, ever, ever <laughs> do that. I have a planner because I am not good at any of this stuff. But um, yeah, that's who I yeah. And I am a person who's really excited to talk to you. And I'm loving living in my fabulous little shoebox of an apartment on the Upper East Side. <laughs> yeah, y'all, I have Steph here today because Steph has been creating in many capacities, short film specifically, right? It's short film specifically. And mm -hmm. yeah, keep talking. Interrupt me, please. No, mostly I would say we just yeah. did a feature film like a little over a year ago, but that yeah. was the first big endeavor that we kind of stepped into with this group of artists that we've all um been working with for the past like four years yeah and then also running through the whole entire like film circuit situation which yeah. is really what I think the crux of this episode is going to hopefully be about but before we get to the circuit you have to get to the making so talk to me about a what made you decide to start creating in this kind of capacity and b how did you create your like group of people with whom you are creating? So I had always had ideas of films and things that I wanted to make and create, but I'm, I'm more of a dreamer. I'm, I'm, it's harder for me to put pen to paper. Yeah. Um, and I watch a lot of like TV and movies as I think a lot of us do. And so when you see as much stuff as you know, you're constantly like consuming all of that, you get an idea about what you like and what you think would interest you and things that you wish that you could yeah. see. 
um, whether it's TV or theater, but for me, it was kind of leaning more towards like movies um, or like limited series. Cause I was really into that as well. Uh, where it really like came down to it was I met my now fiance. We were working with a manager who okay. will remain nameless, but it was not like a healthy, she was, she and her, it was just not a good, it was not a very healthy, it was more of like an abusive atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And we were just getting frustrated working with her. We were getting frustrated by our, you know, auditions or lack thereof, or just how she would speak to us. And we were like, you know, I think we want to create something of our own. And so my fiance Were you both got, in with this manager before you had yeah, met with each other? No. In, okay. No. So we met, he was with her got and it. I had just done like a musical theater showcase and I was like, and I had met with a lot of agents, but no one was really like pulling the trigger on signing me. They're like, you're great. You're great. You're great. But we'll get back to you. Like hit us back up in a couple yeah. months. And I was like, I just want like a new agent. I want an agent. I want an agent. And I had started dating him and he was with this manager and like, she did have a few people under her belt who were like doing big stuff. And I was like, Hey, can you like hook me up with her? And he warned me. He was like, okay. He's like, she's crazy. She's really crazy. Not just normal manager agent crazy. She's insane. And I was like, "Mm, I can handle that. And he was like, okay. Uh, you're saying to do this. So I'm going to do it. And I was like, all right, great. Signed on with her. Like, let me put it this way. When we ended up doing like our own, like first short film that he wrote and that his friend directed, she made them like pay us, me and like the other people in the class we were using, like, or in the manager group that we were using, she made them pay us so that she could get like 20%. Wow. Versus just and, like, here's my project. Here's the 20% from yeah, that. Or yeah. Ver- yeah, exactly. And it was like, it, and I do believe that artists should be paid, but it was like the first thing we'd ever done, like short film wise or TV film wise. Yeah. It was like the first really thing that I, I was kind of like, oh, I'm down to just do this for fun, for experience. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm okay with it. But she made it this huge issue and she was so offended that she wasn't asked to be involved in all this stuff. She's mm-hmm. like, well, why didn't you even ask me to like produce or like do anything? And we're like, well, we kind of just wanted to like see if we could do it on our own. And she was, it was like a whole like controlling aspect. Anyways, besides the point. So basically uh, my fiance, Bobby uh, wanted to write something and he wrote something and I was in it and I was like, this is fun. I didn't really like my character though. I wasn't super thrilled with it. I was like, I feel like I, 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 there's more that I want to get out of this. And he was like, oh, you should write something yourself. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to write something myself. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Cause it was a great experience, but it felt very like it felt very a little surface, you know, we're all just testing the waters. You know, he wanted to write something on drug addiction that was specifically geared toward things and like in his life and his family that he's dealt with, um, which I thought was amazing. And like, it was a really great like representation. We learned so much. And then I had been kind of grappling with this idea for like a year. I'd been thinking about it. I was like, I don't know what I want to do with it, but I want to create something like visual about it, um, street harassment. So like when I was like, you know, mo- first moved to New York City and like, you know, living in certain areas and, you know, you're walking to the subway, you're walking to this, wherever you're going and, you know, you get catcalled, you know, yeah. you get like harassed, you know, sometimes it's really aggressive. You, We've all experienced that. We've yeah. all, I feel like everyone has experienced that. And mm-hmm. there was like a couple of times that it got me so upset and riled up I was like oh my god like what what would happen if 
it was like a buildup like one day like it was just one right after the other and you're not in the frame or that you're in like a really bad like state of mind to deal yeah. with it what would you do what would yeah. you like how I don't know how I would react because I can be a very reactionary I can be impulsive um when I'm in a state like that as I think most artists can be mm-hmm. and so something happened to me I was living on the in Harlem and I was going for a walk and I was walking like on the sidewalk and these two guys were walking toward me and I was walking towards them and I was trying I was like oh there's two of them okay there's not that much that and there's not much room on the sidewalk I'm going to try and like move around them or whatever and so I took a step to the right and one of them took a step to like their left to like block me took a step to my left and they like took a step to like block me again and I was getting closer and closer and they weren't really like moving or letting me go and I got really scared because it was just me there wasn't many people around it was like getting dark out and I was like oh my god okay 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 like what am I gonna do what's gonna happen and then as I'm like almost I was about to be like what are you doing he like turns away and just starts like laughing in my face (sighs) and I was like wow go fuck yourself Mm -hmm. and I went home and I like wrote this thing yeah I started writing Amazing. And so then you created this piece, which is called? It's called Retract. And it's basically that premise of, you know, here's a woman who's kind of like fresh out of a relationship. She's not, she's in that fragile state of mind when you're like just out of a relationship and you're far enough, you're far enough away from the relationship to know that like it wasn't the right one, mm-hmm. but you're not quite far enough away from it to be like, I'm good and everything's amazing. But it maybe is one of those first days that you're like, oh, the sun is out. I can appreciate. I'm I'm feeling grateful again. I'm feeling like not everything is doom and gloom. I'm feeling like I can fall in love again. I'm feeling like I can have hope again. Like it's not always going to be it. So it's like it's one of those first days that she feels like that. And it's basically just a steady stream of like she's going throughout her day and she keeps on like running into street harassers. And then like. The last guy. I'll, I'll say what happens because I don't think that. I mean, I can you don't know. I mean, okay. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of like a buildup of stuff throughout the day, and it gets it gets really intense and to a head, and yeah, and she makes a decision that is probably out of character with her normally, and it's impactful. I think it's pretty strong. It's like I said, it was the first thing I ever wrote. Yeah. Um, but you know, we decided we wanted to go forward and like put it into some circuits, put it, I, I hired a female uh, director who had actually done a lot, um, Alex B. And um, I went to college with her and she wanted to get into more directing. And I reached out to her to direct this because I really wanted a female director on it, someone who like understood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was the one who was like, well, you got to submit this to festivals. Like you, you have to put this out there. Like it's actually like something maybe could go forward or you could just get more interest or you can just, you know, garner more people who are interested in working with you. Yeah. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there's, if you want to get into like the nitty gritty of this, like, you know, it's not even that nitty gritty. It's pretty easy, but there's a website called filmfreeway.com. Mm-hmm. And if you go on there, there's a list of like, I mean, it's every film festival like in the world, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and they have little bios. They have like, oh, this is a gold star. This is, and you know, it all depends on what your goal is. Like, if your goal is just to accrue 
festival nominations or, you know, getting into festivals and like IMDb credits, then you want to probably submit to like everything that they have out there. And now every submission costs money. So like Mm -hmm. when you're raising a budget and all that stuff, which I'm sure you've talked to other people about, that is a part of it. That's a big part of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it's, I think we spent something like almost uh, for that one, I think we spent something like close to a thousand dollars on submissions. We haven't really dove into this in any other episode. When we had okay. Diana and Akila on here, they also talked about the forum that you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. and we had Lauren talk about um, her circulation with her film as well. Like we've had certain episodes beforehand. If y'all want to check them out, go for it. But we haven't really gone into the details of film festival submission, right? So for mm-hmm. you in this first round of being like, okay, cool, let's take the leap of taking this piece that we've created and now we're on this website and it has every single possible festival listed in the entire world. Right. That can be incredibly overwhelming. A, not having done this beforehand, B, knowing that things cost money and C, knowing that it takes time, effort, energy, yada, yada. When you get onto the site, what was your process the first time around? Uh, My process the first time around was I was looking for festivals that had been around for a while. Um, did you because have like a those, list for yourself of like, this is the the criteria I wanted it to hit before I submitted? I I mean, I definitely went in because I'd never really seen this website before. Mm-hmm. So I, I had went, I'd gone in being like, I know that there are like women specific festivals. Mm-hmm. So like I went in kind of being like, well, I want to hit like the women specific festivals. Great. And then you, and then there's like, you know, there's some great ones out there. There's some brand new ones too, that, you know, cause you can see how long that they have been. Um, you can see how long that they have been a festival for. Okay. And you know, the more years they've done it. Sometimes it's like the more legitimate they are. Yeah. And you can also, and though a big thing that I wanted to do also was submit myself for like best actress categories as mm-hmm. well. Cause it's like just me. There's a lot of other actors in it, but like, it's just like, I'm in every single scene basically. Well, when you submit, do you mm -hmm. submit in category two? So it's not just, this is my film. It's like, I'm submitting my film. I'm submitting the director and I'm submitting the actor. So you can. Yeah. And it depends because each festival is different. Uh, You can submit, like, I'm trying to think, like there are certain larger festivals that you can submit. It's just like narrative short, narrative feature documentary best actress mm-hmm. best director best cinematographer you can the list goes on like best sound design you know mm-hmm. like it's really almost like academy it, it reminds you of like the oscars like all of those best all of those uh categories mm-hmm. are in a lot of these festivals right and then there are some festivals that i would say i mean it just depends there are some festivals that have the categories where it's like best thriller short best uh comedic short best woman's short best Mm -hmm. lgbtq short best you know it goes on and on and on um and so you kind of have to pick and choose you you have to look at the festival and be like oh i think this festival is cool and sometimes it's nice to pick festivals that are well we'll get into that in a second but you have to look at the festival and think this seems like a cool festival i would love it if it was you know if i was chosen it would be cool to go and I feel like it would be a great accolade for this film. Now, there is a thing that's like, oh, the world premiere. Oh, the Northeast premiere. Oh, the South premiere, the European premiere, the London premiere. So like, if you have a short film and you submit it to like all of these New York city festivals, cause you're like, 
I want to go to a festival in New York because I live in New York and it's going to be so cool and awesome. Maybe I'll meet someone because mm-hmm. the whole goal is to like get it distributed. You know, mm-hmm. that's for short films. That's kind of hard. Maybe there's maybe for a short film, I want to meet someone who wants to make this into what I think it could be, which is mm-hmm. a feature film or a series yeah. or or just whatever. even like I love your work. Let's collaborate on the next thing. <laughs> exactly. Just, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and but I would say that most people are going to like further whatever their project is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so great. Oh, you get into three like really cool New York City festivals. That's amazing. You have to ask them because it, chances are if they're really good and they're really cool and they're in New York City, they're going to want you to premiere that your film at only their festival. So, for example, if like you get into the New York, you know, the New York Film Festival, and you also get into like Soho International Film Festival, and you also get into just like another great like New York City Film Festival, all three of them, you're not going to be able to go to all three. Or Tribeca. I mean, you'd probably go to Tribeca. Yeah. But <laughs> you're not going to be able to go to all three. You have to pick, you have to choose which one if they're looking at you to be the world premiere because the larger festivals, they want to be the first one. They Will they be, ask you that outright? Or is that mm-hmm. part of your submission of like, hey, I'm submitting this because I want you to be the place? Through which so sometimes, I... mm-hmm. so sometimes for larger ones, they will email you being like, "Hey, you've made it to the semifinals. Hey, you've made it to the quarterfinals. We really love, we really like love this film. We think it would be a great addition to our, you know, to our festival lineup. Um, is there any other information you can give us? We'd like to know this. We like to know that. We just want to let you know we're very curious about looking at this for like the world premiere. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, they'll be like, "You are accepted." And then you either have to say like yes or no, depending on the other festivals that you've gone in, in the same region. If they, they're like, we're looking at it for the world premiere. Oh, we're looking at it for the world premiere too. Got it. And then you kind of have to decide. And I would imagine you can't, so your world premiering say like from New York, that doesn't mean that it's the world premiere generally because you can have a quote unquote world premiere from LA or is it like a world premiere, world premiere period? It's the world premiere, world premiere period. Got it. Because then if you premiere in LA, that's the LA premiere. Got it. California premiere. Okay. Because like, the film that we did, we went to the Brooklyn Film Festival, which was awesome. It was so much fun. And then it, that was the world, world premiere. premiere. That was the world slash New York premiere. And we had gotten into like another festival that was also really great, but we chose to go to this one because we thought it was better. Got it. And now, yeah, exactly. Cool. So, so dialing it back choose. when you were going through this whole massive list, how do you make your decisions when there's hundreds upon hundreds of festivals and they all cost money is the first part. I would say first you want to start out with probably a few cheaper online festivals, which means like they're just online. What does cheaper mean? $10 to submit. Yeah. Or like $20, $30, $40 at the most if you're like submitting for all these categories. And do you pay per um, category or you pay for your film? You pay per category. Got it. So it's like at the end you like check out and it's like $40 because you've done like the submission and then the add-ons of all the other um, categories. Got it. Uh, I would say like start with that because the online are less competitive and usually there's a great like monthly online uh, competitions and that's really great because you can get nominations or awards. And the cool thing about nominations and awards is no matter where they are, they show up on IMDb, Mm -hmm. which is a great get because if you like click on someone's name or someone's searching you and you go on imdb 
and they're like, oh, five, six awards. Oh, nominations. Oh, that's so cool. And they're like, yeah, they're these like, you know, they're smaller, like online or monthly festivals. I mean, they still definitely mean something, but you know, it's, it's going to be a little bit less competitive than an annual or a semi-annual uh, festival. That's a really helpful But it's, it's something to, yeah, it's something that like, it's a confidence boost. It makes you look really good. Yeah. And then I would say like, apply to some local festivals that you can go in person and like celebrate and enjoy your success and maybe meet some cool people. Cause you know, some people are like, well, why do you even go to festivals? Like, what's the point of going to a festival? Like if you're not, you know, what's the point? And like, it's to make connections. It's to meet people. You know, that is the number one thing. Oh God, do I hate networking? But like, it's <laughs> fun. It's fun to go yeah. to a festival and have other people see your work and come up to you afterwards and be like, that was awesome. Here's my card. Yeah. You and know? also I'd imagine like you are also, you know, you're supporting other artists who are doing the same kind of thing, exactly. right? Exactly. So and expanding the way in which you can see the way you want to then continue making your art and help support other people making their art. I feel like it really is, you know, networking gets such a bad rap and don't get me wrong. It, it really, really feels really icky often, but when it is coming from a place of curiosity and open-mindedness and support mm -hmm. and community, yeah. which really, I mean, when push comes to shove, that is what a festival is, right? You have many different yeah. individuals and groups of people who then all come together as a community to celebrate art, you know, like that is, exactly. if we're really getting down to the nitty gritty of what a festival could be, that is the beauty of it. So what a wonderful gift you're giving yourself to then support in a community space, I would imagine. It, it really is. It is. It really is. And it really can be. You also just learn a lot. Yeah. Like you said, because, you know, when one of our first festivals we went to, it was my uh, short film and I saw like famous people and other people's short films. And I was like, oh, interesting. And then you start to realize, oh, if you can get someone who's a little bit well known mm -hmm. and you put them in a short film or you're like micro budget, you know, feature film or whatever, there's a bigger chance that it'll get chosen there's a bigger chance it'll get distribution you know you just learn and you also get to see yes you get to support like other artists which is like amazing and so wonderful and it's just so nice to be with people who understand yeah. what we've all been through mm -hmm. and you also get to see how you like measure up mm. because that was like a big you know we're all our own worst critics mm -hmm. we are all like horrible I mean we're all so scared to like put are like hearts out there. Yeah, it's like it's messy and it's gross. Don't look at yeah. it. Don't look. Don't touch it, but love it. But don't touch yeah. don't, don't it. <laughs> but don't look and me in the eyes, right? Exactly. Don't look me yeah. in the eyes. Love it. I don't know. And when you get to see, especially for a short film, because you see them in blocks, like it'll be like an hour and a half or a two hour block, and you'll see like 15 or no, that's yeah. a lot. You'll see like seven short films or whatever. You get to see how it like stands up against them. You get to see like, oh, oh my gosh, it's really not that bad. Oh, it's oh, good, good, good. Okay, great. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, you have to remember, right? Like if these, if, if we're making the quote unquote assumption that all these festivals are really competitive to get into, the fact that you've right. been accepted into said festival that they have curated accordingly, you know, I think right. it's akin to when you get an audition and people are like, oh, you know, I didn't book it. It's like, well, the fact exactly. that you simply got an audition, you've quote unquote beaten out. I hate that phrasing, but like you've gotten this appointment over hundreds of other people who submitted that in and right. of itself is a huge win. Right. And remembering that even just simply being in that festival, getting accepted to that festival, showing up to this space shows Someone that you thought are, exactly that you were worthy. Exactly. Of whatever this is. Exactly. Like someone thought that you were like, Mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. And like, 
and here yeah. you are and you deserve to be here. Yeah. But, you know, it is that, it is that like, I feel like that's such an artist way of thinking you're like, I'm the best and I'm the worst. And, oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> it keeps you humble and it also keeps you motivated. And also, yeah, compare absolutely. leads to despair because like you're sitting there and if you're looking at totally. this next person being like, well, mine wasn't as great or how do I measure up? I mean, it also, totally. I, I mean, I think you just have to remember that you are still there. <laughs> like, right. You know, absolutely. Like I remember we, so we also filmed a pilot in 2020, which was wild because wow. it was 20, it was August, 2020. So it was like, whoa, mm -hmm. but, um, and we submitted it to a bunch of places and we got into this, like, it's called like Kotcha Film Festival and it's like a mid-level festival. They've been around for like almost 10 years. Um, oh, and some of the festivals and you can see it on the website are like Academy Award qualifying, which is like really cool, you know? Um, this was not one of those, but it was a really cool festival because it was screening at AMC Times Square. Wow. And we were like, oh my God, like what? We get to go to AMC Times Square, take pictures in front of a step and repeat, yeah. meet some cool people, see some awesome. And one of the short films was so funny. It was so good and it was so simple. It was about this guy and girl who go to an Airbnb, like their boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, go to an Airbnb on vacation. And all she's obsessed with doing is taking pictures that she's seen on Instagram. <laughs> And it, he has to just like go along with it. Yeah. And it's really funny because there's the whole just juxtaposition of the contrast of what she thinks the picture is going to look like and then what it actually yeah. ends up looking like. And it was so funny. And relatable. Because yeah. it, it was so relatable. And it was just his, and it was so simple. It mm -hmm. was like seven minutes. It was just like, oh, we, I, I thought it was great. It was hysterical. Yeah. I love and that. It was just very, yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was just so cool to like see everything on the big screen. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, completely. Like, like a real movie. <laughs> completely. Have you been using the same monologue for years and could use a new piece? Are you applying to BA, BFA, or MFA programs and need a monologue for that process? Are you someone who simply has no idea where to search for monologues? Well, lucky for you, I do what is called monologue sourcing, in which I find monologues specifically chosen for you. So many artists use pieces based off external labeling for types and roles rather than find pieces sharing who they really are and what speaks to them. So we'll meet virtually together. You share who you are as a human, what you love, your dislikes, your values, beliefs, family, friends, love, politics, you name it. I will help guide you through this. And then I go off on my own and find you monologues chosen just for you that fit like a glove. I've been doing monologue sourcing for years as an extension of the coaching I do with artists. And I have found pieces in this way for over hundreds of artists thus far. So if you are someone who wants to feel empowered about the monologues you bring into rooms and use for auditions, I would love to help you find them. And because you are a dedicated listener of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast, I want to provide you with a custom link to an exclusive rate when you check out today. Head to empoweredartistcollective.com slash podcast promo to register. That's empoweredartistcollective.com slash podcast promo right now. I cannot wait to help you find monologues you absolutely adore. I know we keep going off of this. I'm going to keep coming back to it until I get through this whole process. But you're on there. You've decided which ones to submit to. You recommend doing the on the the yes. online ones first. Great. I recommend Once doing you, the online ones first. Yeah. And then I would say do ones that are like, you know, you can visit in person because okay. like I said, that's fun to do. Um, you know, and then maybe ones that are 
like places you want to go. I mean, you don't have to go to all of them either. You don't, you do not at all. Or, you know, ones that you think are uh, a little bit bigger, but more regional, like not in like LA or New York. Um, Do you think it's helpful to try to hit different regions in that respect so that you aren't known as just the East Coast person? You're known as like, oh, we've gone around the country or we've gone around the globe. Or is that just as per subjective idea of how you want your film to be received? I would say it is good to submit to a lot of different regions just so that everyone in a lot of different regions can see your work because you never know when you're going to meet someone. And, and also it gives you more of a chance because, Oh, I'm, this is a Southeast premiere. You know, it's that Mm -hmm. whole thing again, where they're the first to get it. Uh, And I would say that like the films that have just like, Oh, the Portland like film festival, the Boston film festival, the Cincinnati film festival, the ones that are just like the city names, with like film festival or even like internet or like Portland international film festival or something like that. Mm -hmm. The ones with the big city names are going to be like the better ones because it's like, this is their film festival in this city. And like, this is going to draw probably more people in. And then I would say, then you can start to look at more niche uh, festivals. Like if you have a horror film, Oh, the Austin horror film international, Mm -hmm. whatever. Oh, I have this woman's film. Oh, I have this LGBTQ film. Yeah. There was an LGBTQ short film that um, we helped produce. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of the people were in it, but like our team kind of like helped produce it and put it on. And it got into all of these really cool LGBTQ um, film festivals, like mm-hmm. all over the world, which was wow. really like they went to Australia. They went wow. to yeah, Texas was a big one. Um, like LA, it was it was really great. I mean, it's it's wow. it's a very very good short film. So if um, you had $1,000, which is like what you were saying you had for this, how many did you end up submitting to? I mean, I know this is a strange and personal question, but how many do you think you submitted to and how many do you think you got accepted to? Just to put this in perspective. Like at the end of everything, yeah. I maybe 1,000 was kind of steep, I said, but you know, maybe not. I think I probably submitted to like 60 or 70. Okay. And then I think I ended up getting in... 20 that's a good ratio yeah it wasn't bad we also but we did submit to a lot of like you know lower level ones because we wanted to get that yeah but I think it's helpful for people to hear the I don't mean it as like a rejection but the fact that it is you know but it is about spreading a wide net but also being specific while you're doing it so that you're not just you know throwing paint at a wall willy-nilly but at the same time there is some sort of what okay, let's reach for this. Or like this one seems a little bit more tangible. It's kind of like, I just remember this is totally triggering for myself, but like, I remember when I was applying to undergrads and I had like my safeties and my reaches and my like, whatever. And I mean, I applied to 18 schools, like a crazy person and that was wrong, but you know, just like you have all of these things and the places that you think you can get into or the ones that you know you can, or the ones that you're like, this isn't, we might as well try. Like, yeah, I think there's, there's some, there's some strategy to that, that I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But I also know people that, you know, they've created a product and they've created this like piece and they're so damn proud of it. And they're like, I'm not accepting anything less than like this level of festival. Mm-hmm. So all of their festival submissions are, they'll apply to like 50, like really stellar or like 20, like re- like the top of the top. And then they'll get into like two. Yeah. It's strategy, but it's also understanding that you in many respects are in control of that choice for yourself. It's just a matter of getting mm-hmm. very clear about your goal with it, right? Mm-hmm. Is it like, let's get yeah. accolades and let's get this noticed? Or is it, 
let's just get into the quote unquote best festivals that exist to show this level of, you know, calibration or, you know, where do we want the eyes on the piece and what communities do we want to be a part of and how do we want to showcase this? Right. Yeah. And I would say the whole like, yeah, getting accolades, getting nominations, getting awards and all that stuff. It's not only is it good for like, ooh, IMDb, ooh, all this stuff. But like, if you are like, which is what we were kind of doing until like, you know, the pandemic, but we still kind of have done some stuff. We were trying to garner like interest in people wanting to bring their scripts to us. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, look at all, look at all of their award, look at what they've done, look at all the places they've been, you know. We're trying to like build ourselves up in this way that's like, yeah, if you bring your script to us, like we will get it done. We will put it on. We will make this yeah. piece and project together and it's going to go to festivals and it will yeah. win stuff. Like it will. Absolutely. And I say, you say we, so do you have a production company? Is it a team that you use all the time? How does the we and who is the we and how is it working? Totally. It's called East End Productions.net. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I would say mostly it's me and Bobby, but also we have some um, like producing partners like Alex Spieth, who is a director for us quite often. She doesn't direct everything, but she directs like a lot of the stuff Mm -hmm. that we've done. Um, She's phenomenal. Um, Our friend like Daniel Boyd, he's a producer. Our friend um, Matt Leibowitz is like the most incredible sound designer I think I've ever, I've like, I've used only one other sound designer and my God, sound is so important. If it's not great, it's horrible. Yeah. If it's not like perfect, it's horrible. And so it's just people that we've used, like that we've, that we've been in contact with that we've like used and um, you know, I help produce Bobby's a really, my fiance is, is an excellent producer. He's produced on a lot of like a lot more things as well. Um, and we just kind of like have like a rotating cast of like people that, you, you know, are you available? Oh, can you recommend someone? Oh, great. Are you available? Great. Then come on. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Cause mm-hmm. we just like to hire people that we worked with before who are really reliable and wonderful. And, yeah. you know, if they're not available because of course they're in demand because they're amazing, then they'll always like refer us to someone else and then they get added onto the fray because that's what this business is, you know? When you are now creating with said group of people or Mm -hmm. when you're getting a script that you're considering, what is the criteria you are looking for with said piece? Is it, okay, this seems really producible and therefore marketable? Is it, oh, I resonate with this and I want to act in it? Or is it, I, I think this is a really wonderful proof of concept that then we would hopefully be able to bring on more people to then create it into a longer piece. What is the thing that's drawing you at this current juncture in time? I mean, I wish I could say it was more artistically driven and it was more, but honestly it ha- it would have to be probably like, you know, finances to back it. Mm. I mean, we have to think it is good. Like I definitely, and that, that is the main reason that like most of the people that have written stuff have been like within this little company that we've yeah. created. It's because we were like, okay, I know we have like a little bit of cash. We've got this. Okay. You've got a little bit, you know, they were people who are able to like bring into this. And now it's like, if someone from the outside were to come and be like, I have this amazing script and it's only ever happened like once or twice, like in the past four years, like I have this amazing script and I do have like the capital to like back it up and like we can help a little bit with that in raising some funds but it's 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 so hard it's so hard right now it's just that's kind of the like main I mean because it, it takes a lot it's like almost a thousand dollars a page when you come down to it to create a um like a piece it can be 
Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of like the main thing. But if like that was no issue, if that like wasn't a problem and, you know, I could sit down and like, you know, go through it. I mean, yeah, it's something where like someone's really struggling with something of like that. That's what I like to see. I like to see someone like really like they're struggling with something internally about themselves or about their family or about society. And how do they deal with it in a realistic way? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some like, you know, I would love to see some like some funny, interesting twists on, I don't know, like scenes or relationships as yeah. well. But like something that is like dealing with something that we that we all deal with like day to day, but maybe in just like a different way. Yeah. Doubling back to Festival Land again, because I'm realizing mm-hmm. I didn't ask this. I've heard and I recognize that there are multiple categories for time and time constraints. What have Mm -hmm. you found to be the sweet spot? And I would imagine as you're submitting or looking on these things, it's like we don't accept things that are longer than this or actually these are longer. Like what is that? Mm -hmm. It all depends. I mean, for short films, I would say like 15 minutes or less. Uh, Ideally, like seven minutes, like under 10, like because Mm -hmm. our attention span is so small. Um, that, and I've noticed like, those are the ones that get the most traction and they get like passed around faster because they're shorter. But if it's really good and it's so like, if it's well done and it's something that you can tell, like, was like taken a lot of care and time and effort, it can be like 25 minutes. It's okay. It's, you know, if you have something that you're like super passionate about and you're like, I cannot cut this down. There's no way it's just not going to make any sense. Who freaking cares? Just make it 25 minutes. It's going to be amazing. It's going to get into a million festivals and it's going to be wonderful. But I would say like, if I could like, if I could like write something down myself and have it be wonderful, I'd have it be like seven minutes. (laughs) Got it. Got it. When you've submitted, what is the usual like callback process? So for every festival, I imagine it's totally different. Some are like, no, thank you. Don't come ever here again. And then some people are like, cool, we'll let you know in seven months. Like what is the turnaround and how many rounds do you have to go through? What is the range of that? Okay. So when you are on this website, you can see like when the deadline is but usually like i would say go for the ones that have the early bird deadline okay. so you're like one of the first people to get in to this festival are a lot of these cheaper. just rolling like they just happen to happen throughout yeah, the year just, yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly i mean one of them just happened like a couple months ago they're not going to be open for submissions until like the Spring. beginning of the new year or like the end of this year but um you, you can see it it says early bird early bird or like early, early VIP access, like click on those because those are cheaper. The earlier you get into the festival, the cheaper it is, which is incredible. And then it gets like, okay, and now it's just the regular early deadline. Oh, now it's just the regular deadline. Oh, now it's the late deadline. Now it's the extended late deadline. And of course, like the later, yeah, sometimes there's like four of them. It's kind of crazy. They want you to, they want you to submit to their thing. And, um, but the later it gets, the more expensive it gets. Okay. And, and then, then you can see, you can see on there, like, cause after you submitted to everything, there'll be this like little Excel sheet, like grid like thing where it shows you all the festivals that you've submitted to and it'll tell you when you'll find out. Wow. And it'll give you like a little like green check if you like got in or like a, like a little like orange like check if you like didn't get in. Or, or and do you, you get individualized emails from each of these festivals telling you where you are in the process or a piece out um 
it depends on how big the festival is. If it's a bigger festival, they will be like, hey, you're in the semifinals. Mm -hmm. If it's not as big of a festival, um, it's more of like a mid or like smaller festival, you'll just get an email saying, hey, your status has changed oh. on, on, on Film Freeway and you have to sign into Film Freeway and see what happens. I mean, it's definitely worth looking at Film Freeway's website to just see yeah. the different, I guess, you know, commissions that might be taken or entry fees or, um, you know, I guess like the sliding scale of things, depending on what you're doing. But it, right. I feel like it's just a quick Google and search of, of browsing yeah. the site to see what's even possible is like a necessity. Totally. And there's reviews on there too. So like sometimes you're not sure, oh, should I submit to this festival? It seems cool. And you'll see reviews that are like, this was super awesome. I met a lot of people. They have a great opening night party. Because some yeah. of these places like you will submit your film. Okay, you'll get into this festival, right? And then you don't know when you're, film is going to be playing mm -hmm. for, a, for a little while and then you're like oh my film is playing on like the fourth night of the festival or like the fourth like morning or the fourth midday whatever you know because it it's all day sometimes yeah. and then you're like but the opening night party that I can go to is like happening tomorrow and I want to go and that'll be really fun and that's where you can like meet people and then sometimes there's like an ending festival party yeah. where they'll do awards you know, it, it just depends because they will let you know. And it's fun to go to those ones sometimes because it yeah. just makes you feel like like yeah, you're you a part of it. something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Well, as we wind down our time, is there anything that you feel that it is important to know about this part of the process that we did not talk about? Or is there something that you wish you knew before you started going down this process for yourself that you would love to share with somebody as they are embarking on this journey? When you are making a budget for a short film or a film or whatever, make sure you set aside money for film submissions because that wasn't something that I thought about originally and I thought about it really late and then we ended up having to go out of pocket for a lot of them. Okay. Um, that is a big one. And... I would say, honestly, like submit to film festivals that you actually want to go to. I've been to a, quite a few, but I have gotten into some cool festivals that I wasn't like able to go to because of like finances or like work or whatever's going on in my life. You know, you can't know exactly when when it's going to be and when what night yeah. your film is playing. But if you can, like set aside money even for like travel or for like, you know, to tide you over if you want to definitely like I would say go to as many festivals as you can because it's really fun and you never know who you're going to run into yeah. or who you're going to meet and it just makes you feel this like warm fuzzy sense of like community and artistry and it inspires you to like move forward and do more things and if you're thinking about writing anything or doing something just do it and give yourself a deadline and stick to it <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's so important just because we forget that not money is money is always available from somewhere, but it's just to be preemptive about it so it doesn't feel like you're happening on the back end and you're like, but right. I could have. Well, you mm -hmm. can be an artist and like do all this stuff if you're prepared, you know, yeah. like if you're financially prepared, which is like I feel like the biggest issue sometimes in like this artist world. You know, you're like, you don't have to be a starving artist, you know, you can you can be okay. <laughs> you can be a, a satient, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess I just want to ask you for yourself, you know, as you're navigating this shift from, you know, I knew you in musical theater land and it's not like you've mm -hmm. left that, but as you're navigating this mm -hmm. shift for yourself, how are you finding that on the emotional end of it, you know, the balancing part of it or, um, you know, surrounding yourself with different types of artists who are more niche in what they're doing? How has that been for you? 
Oh my God. I've loved it. Honestly. I love like being on set is it's totally different than being on stage. It's super different, but I love it because it's like all the stuff that we love in rehearsals Mm. because I feel like when the final product or I hate saying that, but you know what I mean? When it's like opening night, everything is like, and like, I love that too. And it's faster, louder, funnier. And for camera, it take your time, live in those moments, figure them out. It's okay. You know, obviously like there's exceptions to that, but I would say for the most part, I did something recently. I filmed something recently that was like, it was a short little scene between me and the sky. It was like a rom-com. And the director was like, you guys can take your time. Hmm. I was like, oh yeah, like we're on, we're on camera now. It's different. Like you can feel all of those moments. You can feel all the, like the changes and the shift. And so, I mean, I've loved it. I've loved learning everything. I just feel like it makes me more nuanced and like expansive actor. And like, I can live in all of these different, you know, tempos and vibrations and it's really, really cool. And I just think it's just helpful for everyone. to like, it's like, you know, stretching. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything that's like on your heart that you feel we haven't talked about or that you want to share with the listener? Mm, Just because I feel like we talked a lot about like logistics and like I did bring up finances and stuff like that. It feels a little cold and hard, even though it is like the truth. But I just want to say, I, once again, I know I kind of said this a little bit before, but if you want to write something or create something, whether it's a film or like a TV or like a stage piece or a painting, oh my God, just do it. Just do it. And yes, maybe it'll be the worst thing in the whole world, but you know what? You did it. And the worst ones already happened. So the next one will be better. (laughs) But just do it, my God. Because getting, even getting it out there, even when I like wrote my thing, even though like when I look at the film, I'm like, wow, it's so, it's like kind of different than what I thought when I, the movie that played in my head. Mm -hmm. I was, I was like, it still felt so good to like get it out of me. And I feel like I'm like really at peace now with like that, the issues that I was dealing with. And it Mm -hmm. was just really wonderful. But just just do it. You're going to be fine. It's going to be great. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. We put so much pressure on result or yeah. end product that, you know, the whole process to even get to that point is part of the journey and potentially right. therapeutic and also just, you know, multi-layered for oneself to even just go through creation of something that didn't exist to something that does. You know, and you do that. That is yours. You did that, whether it's quote unquote good or bad, which is totally Mm -hmm. subjective anyway. Like, you know, I love that as advice. Just we forget that it's just, yeah, putting pen to paper metaphorically Mm -hmm. or literally or, you know, meeting with people and talking about what it is that you want to create and then making it happen. That in of itself is art. It is. Absolutely. Sometimes it takes an outside person to like make you do it and you know, some, if you need that, like get an accountability buddy, I don't know, be like, yeah. Hey, text me, make sure that I'm like doing this thing or yeah. dancing or singing or writing or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love all of this. Thank you for going on this journey with us. Yes. Of so, course. And by us, I mean myself, but I say us as this community that I feel like I'm like talking <laughs> to in a hypothetical space. Um, the so empowered artists. Yes, I know this is, you. we're trying here. Um, for anybody who wants to get in touch with you, work with you, um, 
follow along on your journey, what is the best way within your own boundaries for people to respectfully reach out to oh, you? Please, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. I'm addicted to it. So I'll be on there. Um, <laughs> it's sad, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, but I put a lot of my, I, I, I really like to like put a lot of myself out there. I don't know. It makes me feel good. But um, it's uh, at Steph Hogan, Logan, one H. Um, yeah, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it will be in the show notes for sure. Okay, great. Um, thank you so much for being here. And it's always so good to see your face. Of course. Thank you for having me. Honestly, I'm like, I'm truly honored. I, I love it. <laughs> I also adore podcasts. I love this type of podcast and I love you. So it's yeah. like the best of all the world. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Of course. I love you. If you are at the point where you are thinking of circulating your gorgeous film around the film festivals, or you are even just considering creating a short film and wanted to think down the line how you might get these into festivals, I hope that this episode was empowering and inspiring for you. It will always be here if you need to come back. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please like, rate, review us. Please, please, please review us. This will make such a huge difference in who we are able to reach and the conversations that we are able to have. If you did not like this episode, just let it all slide. If you have not yet done so already, please follow us on Instagram at Empowered Artists Collective, on TikTok at Empower Artists Collective, and more on our website at empoweredartistcollective.com. If you are searching for some merch, we got you in the show notes. As always, I am so endlessly grateful that you keep on coming back. And we will be back again next week. Until then.